This is Austin Real Estate Investing. Austin Real Estate Investing. We'll be discussing real estate investing in Austin, Texas, and bringing you experts from all different sectors of the real estate game. Your host, Jordan Moorhead, is a real estate agent and investor in Austin and is here to help you get started or to build your portfolio and explore new strategies. Hi, this is Jordan Moorhead with the Moorhead team, and this is the Austin Real Estate Investing Podcast. Today, we have Trevor Mathena on. Trevor's going to tell us all about how he's taken his investments in Austin and leveraged them into more cash flow. Hey, Trevor, how are you? Great, Jordan. Thanks a lot for having me on. I Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, no, we're excited to have you. I, I love your strategy. I'm doing a little bit of it myself, and I think it's a way that everybody can get everything they want. So real quick, who are you and how are you involved with real estate investing, Trevor? Sure. Yep. Uh, my name is Trevor Mathena. I've lived in the Austin area for about six years now. Uh, we settled here, my wife and I, um, after I had done a stint in the Navy. I spent about seven years active duty in the Navy uh, all over the world. And we weren't originally from here, but we had heard about it as I was kind of planning my exit. And we decided to to land here and uh, start our lives and kind of put down roots. Um, so we've been here, like I said, been here about six years or so, uh, but really hadn't started thinking about or focused on real estate investing uh, for the until the past uh, year and a half or so. Um, I got uh, got to the Austin area. We both got jobs and started to grow our family. Got busy with all that and. About two years ago, I started thinking, you know, I really would like to have something that we can call our own um, and be able to break away if we want to from our W-2 life and, and kind of punching the clock. So um, in the Austin area, you know, we have a huge startup scene. Everybody has ideas for apps and all this technology and things like that. And I do surround myself with that. My job is in technology. Um, however, I don't have an idea for an app. So, you know, start brainstorming with some friends and talking, talking with whoever I can, you know, what could I do instead? And, and the idea of real estate came up and um, I said, well, you know, you have to have cash to buy rentals, right? Like you can't, you, you can have a mortgage on your house, but that's, that's about it. Right. And I was met with a bunch of no's and I said, oh, okay. So that got me into the kind of research phase of, of starting out. So. Uh, started researching and and consuming as much content as I could, and then started to kind of formulate our strategy. And we're right around that time, we're starting to realize that the Austin market's getting really hot. Um, it is harder to find cash flowing uh, rentals, which are what we kind of aligned as our our strategy for the goals that we had, which was um, kind of financial freedom, uh, being able to have cash flow that matches our monthly expenses. So mm -hmm. when that happens, all of our, a lot more options in our life kind of open up. Uh, so at that time, as, as the Austin market has started heating up, um, we were able to sell our currently owner-occupied house um, for a great amount of equity and sub, uh, uh, simultaneously finally cash in on my VA home loan and purchase a, uh, a larger owner-occupied house 
that we were able to um, not put any of the equity in. So here we are with equity and we began our journey to purchase uh, cash flowing rentals in a out-of-state market. Awesome. So what you did there, you essentially took the equity that you built from the awesome appreciation we've had in Austin and just put it to work to make you higher returns. So you did um, essentially a return on equity evaluation. You said, hey, we've got all this equity. It's not earning us more than a couple percent a year or whatever and appreciation, I almost said inflation, whatever appreciation goes up is what we earn, but none of it's passive, none of it's cash flow. Um, and appreciation is awesome. If you were in Austin last year, if you bought a house in 2020 in January and sold it in 2021 in January, you gained 30 to 40% on your house, which is amazing, but you only get that money after you sell. Exactly. And you had the benefit of having an owner-occupied property which if you live in two out of five years, they don't charge any taxes on. So you have this big chunk of equity. Then you could go use a zero down VA loan, buy another house, you need a house, but you use this equity to go invest in cash flowing properties. So you really took nothing and turned it into something and then took nothing and also turned it into something again with the VA loan, which big is time. awesome. Well, you, you didn't take nothing with the VA loan. You put your time in to get that VA loan. I don't want to discount that at all. You worked really hard and you put your life on the line to get that VA loan in the first place. So yeah, it's zero down, but you earned it. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. So I just wanted to make sure I wasn't saying you didn't do anything and you got a free house. <laughs> no, no. Um, no, that's awesome. So you said you were stationed all over the world. You could have gone anywhere you wanted. Why'd you guys choose Austin? So we, be, uh, before my overseas tour, which was um, the tour that I ended my career on, um, we had done a 30 day road trip around the United States um, with when my wife graduated college. We were, I was stationed in San Diego. We met out there in San Diego and we did a 30 day road trip and Austin was part of that trip. And we came in, uh, had some Salt Lake barbecue, went out to, you know, out to the country a little bit, went out um, out to like Zilker Park as well. And uh, we were like, man, this place is great. Like we could definitely um, vacation here sometime. And, you know, a few months later, we're back in San Diego. I get a small little deployment out to Bahrain. And while I was out there, got my new set of orders out to Singapore. And with all of that, um, the time had, you know, the time was coming where we were wanting to get married as well. So all of those pieces started to fall in place. We're out in Singapore for a little bit and we start to build our family. I realized, you know, hey, this it's going to be a harder life with building a family with deployments and things like that um, on the horizon for my next tour. So we started brainstorming, well, where should we go? And well, we said, well, we, we loved Austin. It was a great area. And we had started to hear, you know, perk up a little bit more and more when we hear about how great the economy is, how many jobs are out there and things like that. So um, it just, it brought us in. We said, we'll take one more look, you know, came and did a, a second visit. And we said, oh yeah, we're, we're ready. We're, we're solid and we'll, we're gonna land here and put down some roots. That's awesome. So you, you just came 
I've had a couple podcast guests on actually they have come once or twice and said, I'm going to Austin and I've done really well. And I've, you know, invested in real estate here in Austin and just love living here. So it's, it's so attractive and I'm just the same myself, but it's so attractive that people come here one time and say, I don't want to live anywhere else. I want to live in Austin. So I think that's really cool. You're not the first person that I've heard say it. You're not going to be the last. For sure. Um, Trevor, what attracted your real estate investing? I know you said, hey, you know, we want to be financially free. We want to be able to walk away from our W-2 if we need to. But what initially got you interested in real estate investing? The fact that it's a, you know, tangible asset, you can put your hands on it for the most part. Maybe if you invest out of state, you got to fly over there and then you can go put your hands on it. But, um, you know, it's a tangible asset. I had seen, I, I had no other option as well. You know, I didn't have an app idea. I didn't want to start a clothing company or anything like that. Uh, it just clicked. When my friend said, when, when a buddy of mine who I was telling him, hey, I could never invest in real estate when he kind of brought it up as a suggestion because I don't have cash to pay you know, pay for these houses. He said, well, you can get mortgages. I was like, on a, on a rental, you don't, don't, wouldn't you have to live in it to get a mortgage? He said, no. And right then I was like, that's when it clicked. And I said, this is something that could happen. And as I started my research, it just sunk in more and more that this was the right thing for me. I do a lot of project management in, in my, uh, in my regular W2 job. There's a lot of project management type aspects of managing a rental property, you know, whether it be the rehab or whether it be the leasing process or just the management of a property as well, if you're handling all of those things. So when I realized, Hey, I have a skill set that aligns to that. Um, it, it all made sense to me. And, and I was all in at that point. Awesome. So, you know, you talked about how you took your equity from your house here in Austin and bought rentals out of state. Obviously, that's tax-free equity, so it's awesome. It's way better than a 1031 exchange where you have that 45-day timeline. Um, where did you buy and why did you pick it? Sure, that's a great question, and um, I have a lot of in, or a lot of ideas about that. Uh, the market is Toledo, Ohio, mm -hmm. and I'm not from there, but my dad grew up there, and he ended up back there after I had met my, my brother and I had kind of grown up and moved out, and I left for the Navy, et cetera. So he moved back up to Toledo and I kept hearing about, you know, if you're going to pick an out-of-state market, pick one, if you can, that you have a competitive advantage of or an unfair advantage, they like to say as well. So, you know, to a, a normal investor who has to build a team to complete out-of-state real estate investment, um, Toledo doesn't look like the right market for you. It still has a slightly declining population. There's a lot of stigma around being close to Detroit, et cetera. Um, all of that, I said, okay, well, that means to me, with my competitive advantage, there might be a little less competition for in the market. So um, I said, okay, let's take a look. Let's see what we can get. I'll start talking to some realtors up there. And sure enough, all the pieces kept lining up. Um, we're easily finding on the MLS, you know, kind of uh, your 1% rule type um, uh, assets up there. And actually we're even finding a pocket very near a, a university mm -hmm. that 
my ratio to even start looking is actually 1.25%. Oh. So um, off the MLS and, and, you know, they're, they're looking pretty good as of now. Um, there will be CapEx, there will be maintenance. Uh, they are older. It's all, the entire area is a little older, but um, it's still, it's working out really well so far. Yeah. And I, I love that you said, Hey, I'm going to find where I have a competitive advantage. So if most people came to me and they said, Hey, I, I can't afford to buy in Austin, or I just can't make the numbers work in Austin. I don't want to do short-term rentals, or I don't want to do monthly rentals. But say, Hey, look, look within an hour, hour and a half of Austin. There's tons of places you can make long-term rentals work. Maybe you, you make them work better in Toledo, but I wouldn't tell just some random person that didn't know anything about Toledo to go to Toledo. Correct. You have such a great competitive advantage there. It sounds like your dad still lives there, um, knows everything about the city because he grew up there. He's Very your, handy. Yeah. He has a, a, a great, uh, my general contractor is a, a high school buddy of his. <laughs> so that having that access to a, a contractor who's he, jack of all trades, knows other trades if they need to be brought in roofers and, and electricians and plumbers are mostly what he needs to kind of get some help on. But um, yep, that helps all immensely. Yeah, no, I love that. Um, I, I do similar stuff. I invest where I'm from. I'm from Louisville, Kentucky. Um, I'm familiar but, with that area for sure. I, I grew up in Southern Indiana. So, Oh um, yeah. I, I, and I even did a semester at IU Southeast on the other side of the river. Of really? So, yep. Yeah, I didn't cross the river a whole lot, but um, <laughs> yeah, I think it's so important when you're looking for places to invest. If you don't want to invest in Austin, um, find somewhere that you know really well. Austin's great. Austin can cash flow. You just need to go with different strategies, and it's a little different work. But again, the down payments are a lot higher. Again, there's all sorts of reasons why you wouldn't want to go with Austin. The appreciation's crazy. You're going to get great assets that are going to get great tenants. If you can't do it, find somewhere that you know and understand well. Um, maybe that's San Antonio. Maybe you're from down the street. Maybe you're from Houston. But understand what Austin is and understand what Austin isn't and understand where you're going to invest. Absolutely. And it's definitely part of my you know, secondary phase two type plan mm -hmm. is to be able to once we're once we're stabilized into that type of um, monthly expenses are covered, we're in a, a nice place where we can start to to branch out and expand our portfolio. Austin short term rentals, monthly rentals are definitely part of the next plan. Yeah, no, I love that. Um, I think a lot of people are at a point where they, hey, I don't need more passive income. I just want to grow my wealth, and Austin's probably a better place to do that. So absolutely understand what you're getting and maybe if you want more passive income you're just doing the short-term rental but understand what work goes into that it's not as simple as just putting it with a property manager for eight percent and making great cash flow you're probably paying a property manager 18 to 20 percent to manage your short-term rental and if the numbers work there that's awesome they might not um, for sure trevor could you tell us something you've seen of how to avoid a bad deal. So advice you have or things you've run into yourself where you say, Hey, don't do this. 
Have you wanted to be part of GoBundance, the tribe of millionaires, but just haven't hit that millionaire status yet? Well, now you can, not even being a millionaire, by joining our new program, GoBundance Emerge. My name's Jamie Gruber, creator of GoBundance Emerge and member of the GoBundance community, and now you can join. GoBundance.com slash emerge. GoBundance.com slash emerge. Use code Jordan for $100 off this 12-week goal-setting program and mastermind that'll propel you to being a whole-life millionaire. So... I, I would say that in my experience investing in the, the market out, out of state that I have, that I'm at, okay, and I'll preface this by saying I, I have the luxury of having the option to completely disregard this type of deal. And those deals are leasebacks as of now. And anybody who gives my realtor uh, a hard time uh, about getting into the property I pretty much will walk away from um, generally we, when we finally get into those places, they're not well kept up and we're, we're having, we see a lot of issues that could be kind of underlying that we would have to address down the road. Um, so at this time, and if you, if your market works and you have the opportunity, I go for vacant uh, properties that are able to be uh, given up at closing or taken possession at closing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's absolutely the ideal way. If you can get it vacant at closing, even with a duplex. So I buy duplexes here in Austin. I would rather have it completely vacant at closing. Maybe there's great tenants in there. They're probably not paying market rents. I didn't get to vet them. I didn't get to do the background checks on. It's just easier if you can get them vacant. So I love that. And here in Austin right now, that's not always possible. Correct. That's why Uh, I prefaced. (laughs) Yeah, it's not possible. And then it's also, so for anybody listening, it's looking to shop for, let's say, a a multifamily property in Austin. It's also very common that they don't allow showings until you have an accepted offer or they don't allow showings of one unit. You might get to see one unit, but you can't see the others. That's super common here in Austin. It's very common in this market. Just be ready for that when you start to go look and shop for a duplex and you say, oh, I can't see any of them. They're not letting me see it until I accept your contract. That's a huge red flag. It's it's kind of the way it is in Austin. I don't, in Toledo, Ohio, if they're not letting you see it and that's not common practice in the area, understand that and say, hey, there's got to be something seriously wrong here if they're not going to let us in. So really cool stuff. Um, Trevor. I'm sure you talk to some new investors from time to time. What's some advice you give a first-time investor? Maybe just one big piece of advice you like to give a first-time investor. uh, Definitely figure out what your goal is and back up your plan into that goal. So if you want uh, $500,000 next year to buy a Lamborghini, then maybe you shouldn't be looking at long-term rentals with you know ten ten thousand dollars in cash flow a year, um, you're not going to hit your goals. So, just understanding your goal first will help you kind of hone in on the the rent real estate investment strategy that will help you get there. I love that. So, yeah, if you if you're looking to make massive amounts of money right now, you're probably flipping or developing. It's going to get you there. But if you want that long, dependable money, it's going to pay you over time and then going to grow at the same time. Long-term rentals are there, but you don't know any of this. You can't figure out what you're going to do unless you know your goal. Um, 
even if your goal is just to preserve wealth, real estate is such an awesome tool. So if you're getting some sort of cash flow and you're also getting loan pay down and your money's also secured by a, an asset, it's, in my opinion, safer asset than the stock market. You know, Apple can go to zero tomorrow. Absolutely. Real estate won't go to zero, especially in a market like Austin. So you've got it in this asset. It's making you X return and cash flow. It's paying itself down. It's giving you tax benefits, which are amazing. And like we all know in Austin, it's appreciating like crazy. So you're just doing well in so many ways. Yeah, it's a little more work. You don't just click a button to make a trade, but the benefits are worth the work in my opinion. Mine too, most yeah. definitely. Yeah, I know you know you're you're working hard at it. And 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 you've got this crystal clear goal. You said this is exactly what we're gonna do. When we get to this goal, maybe we're gonna go do some more of this stuff that's gonna grow our wealth more. And I love that too. I think it's so important not only to have a goal, but to have a big why behind it. You said, hey, why we want to get here is because we want to do this. And exactly. th this goal, being financially free, is going to allow us to have the option. Maybe you don't want to, but you even have the option to leave your W-2. And you know it's exactly why you're doing it, so I'm sure it's easy to get up and do it every day. Absolutely. Um, Trevor, well, so we talked a little bit about what you're doing now. You're buying rentals to cash flow to replace your W-2. Um, you also talked a little about that when we get there, we might shift strategies and do something more to grow wealth. What's next for you personally and professionally? Sure. So the next year, um, we, we are taking a break. We close on a our sixth property in Ohio on Tuesday, this coming Tuesday. And I actually already have a tenant lined up. Um, interestingly, interestingly enough, I will be working with a, a group who does Airbnb arbitrage, and they also are within the healthcare realm. So they also rent out like month-long uh, leases to uh, traveling nurses and, and healthcare workers. So they are going to take over possession and uh, rent it out as an Airbnb as a short-term rental, um, and I'll be the landlord in the deal. Um, so I have I have goals to um, but build up a short-term rental portfolio somewhere, but not in a Toledo in the metro market of Toledo. Uh, so I am totally fine, and it fits my goals to be the landlord. Um, also, they are going to take care of the minor maintenance. They out they already made out of their pocket repairs and um, additions and enhancements to the property, and they're going to go um, half half with me on a central air unit come this spring. So in Toledo, um, honestly, it's not very common to even have central air. It's about 50-50, um, and it doesn't affect your your bottom line or your your rental value, um, lease value. So the fact that they're going to go half on, on it with me is going to be great. Um, so they're going to take over the last one here and we'll take a short break until the end of the year. And next year I need to get in, uh, nine more, uh, completed and stabilized in the, in the Toledo market. And 
a stretch goal would be I want to get one short-term rental stabilized in a vacation market still to be determined. Uh, awesome. That's the goal for next year. Yeah, I love it. I love people that have goals and know where they're going and why they're going there. Um, the air thing is funny. So you wouldn't not want to have central air here in Austin. <laughs> you, you, you have air. Not having air is like not having heat if you were in Canada. Yep. You know, so make sure you understand you need central air here in Austin. It needs to work well. It's not a luxury. But no, that's really cool. I've actually never had anybody on here. I've had Airbnb arbitrage people. I've had Airbnb hosts. I've had people that own Airbnbs. Never had somebody who's a landlord for somebody doing Airbnb arbitrage. How did they find you and what did you think about it when they found you? Hey guys, this is Jordan Moorhead here, and I wanted to ask if you could do a huge favor for me. If you could go leave a review for this podcast wherever you're listening to it, that would really help me get this into the hands of other people that are interested in information about Austin real estate investing, and I'd be able to help more people. Thanks, guys. Okay, this is a can of worms right here. <laughs> so, on the, proper, on, on the property before the one that I leased to them, mm-hmm. Some scammer took all of my pictures off of Zillow and re relisted my lease that had already been uh, leased and closed out with an uh, actual tenant. They took all my pictures and posed as me and put them on three other websites that are not as well po- uh, as popular. So this um, the the lady that is part of the Airbnb arbitrage company. Um, it's a, it's like a couple, uh, they're, you know, dynamic duo, I guess you could say that are doing it. She called me because the scammer stopped responding to her when she said she wanted to talk to him over the phone. He was trying to get her to send her $2,200 through Zelly. Wow. So she called me because she looked me up in the County records and got my information mm-hmm. and, and she said, Hey, I'm, I'm calling about, uh, X, Y, Z, you know, one, two, three main street. I said, that's been rented out for a month. She goes, well, it's still on this website. I said, oh my gosh. So we got all, we, we, you know, I start digging in and I see, I find the listing she's talking about. I called the company. Luckily within five minutes, they took it down. Um, I was able to provide a, a minimal amount of information to let them know that I was the real owner and that I did not have give permission to have it up. And they took it down within five minutes. Um, so she told me what her plan was to do with it. And I said, well, that's still very intriguing. I have more under contract. We should talk. So we set up some more conversations and um, I vetted their company. I, you know, I talked to them and we struck a deal for that first one. And, and um, it will affect my buy box, my buying um, uh, criteria for the next couple, if they're still willing to continue this partnership. That's awesome. That is a, a can of worms way you better. <laughs> Definitely. So very interesting and uh, strange turn of events. So did you do anything to vet these people or is there any advice you have you could tell people that are getting inquiries from Airbnb host on how to vet them? So I vetted them and had asked that they agreed to be the kind of personal guarantors. So I treated the the two owners of the company, I treated them both like they'd be the tenants mm-hmm. and they went through my normal screening process, which includes a background check, credit check, and um, a criminal record check. It's all done through 
the uh, you know the property management software I use, they pay the fee uh, they pay the fee directly, and the report is spit out, and I'm able to view that. Um, so I I vetted them just like I would anybody else. They matched all of my rental criteria and then some. And um, additionally, since it was our first one, I asked for a little bit more information about their business. Uh, I did get access to some formation documents and um, their website, and I was able to do a little bit more background on them just to just to make sure everything was um, good to go. Awesome. Yeah, I, I never even thought about how to vet somebody, but that seems like a pretty good way to do it. So they have already started. Yes, on one we have a lease signed for one property. Mm -hmm. and they actually finished everything including pictures last night and they sent me the pictures oh, cool. it's amazing it's going to be a great listing on the um on the airbnb it looks and and they did most of the work i had my contractor in there for about two weeks tightening up electrical um making some you know just making sure everything's tight and safe um i think he had to reroute a sump pump mm -hmm. and um and that was about it and uh after that they took it over they made some exterior uh, curb appeal type upgrades to it, uh, painted it, put some cameras on the outside and took the pictures and furnished it and they're ready to go. So that's awesome. That's a super cool strategy. I look forward to hearing more about it in the future after they've been running for let's say a year or so. So we'll have sure. to have you back on and say, hey, Trevor, whatever happened with that Airbnb lease you had? Sounds great. Let's do it. All right, Trevor. Do you have a favorite business or mindset book that you like to recommend to people? So my the, my, the major book that had the biggest impact on me with the, with regards to real estate investing was the book on rental property management by Brandon Turner. Mm -hmm. uh, very long title. Uh, the book isn't as long, but it's a it's a very good book. His you could take the the way he write, uh, reads or the way he lays out the entire process of basically getting a property rent ready, getting it leased and advertised, getting your lease signed, and then the management portion of your, your tenant's tenancy. Everything is crystal clear, sets out in a very easy to digest manner. And I was able to take that and understand the whole process, understand where I can fit in, where I may need some help, you know, with my, with my dad maybe being the handyman, things like that. Um, but when I saw the whole process, my first actual call, that was an issue. I felt absolutely zero anxiety about it because based on that book, I knew exactly what, um, to do from that point. So incredibly helpful book. Yeah. A really good book. I've read it. Um, I think it, once you get into things like that, it helps to have some ideas. Like, hey, I'm looking to manage a rental property. You might be thinking, I know nothing about managing rental properties, but there's tons of great resources out there. Bigger Pockets has a lot of them. There's an incredible number of books on anything you're ever going to read about. So read a book, watch a YouTube video. There's always something out there to help you. Trevor, how can people best get a hold of you? I would say the best way would be uh, Instagram. So Trevor Mathena underscore REI. And uh, you'll be able to reach me there, slide into my DMs and, and ping me about any questions you have um, about anything. Uh, 
definitely willing to help. I'm still a rookie, but at the same time, you know, some of the new information is fresh in my head. Maybe it's easier to, to get out to, to someone who's looking to get started. Yeah, absolutely, guys. And take Trevor up on that. That's huge. She's, I'll answer any question you got. That's an awesome value add. So we will put that in the show notes. Everybody can reach out to Trevor there. We'll have all Trevor's information. Um, Trevor Mathena REI on Instagram. Is that right? Yep. Uh, with the underscore. So Trevor Mathena underscore REI. Underscore REI. Okay. Yep. We'll have that in the show notes too, just in case everybody needs to find it there. It will be there. And last question we got for you here, Trevor, this is the most important question we asked. What's your favorite restaurant in Austin? Oh, favorite restaurant in Austin? Um, I would say Perry's Steakhouse is um, yeah. one of my faves, most definitely. Yeah, that's a great steakhouse. I can't remember exactly what street it's on downtown. Um, amazing steak. Yeah, there's one downtown. There's one in the domain up north in, mm -hmm. as well. So great yeah. place. Definitely check it out, guys. All right, Trevor, thank you so much for coming on here today. And anybody needs anything from Trevor, it's Trevor Mathena underscore REI. We'll have that in the show notes, but reach out to him. He'd love to help. Awesome. Thank you, Jordan. Appreciate thank it. Thank you. Yeah, have a great day. All right. You too.